What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Wizards of Gallery Plays podcast. Brennan and Damo back on the show, and the Wizards are streaking. They're streaking. They won four games in a row. Now they beat, who did we just say? They beat Portland, Boston, um, Houston, and Denver. So all good teams. And uh, we know the Rockets are missing some guys. Uh, You know, Portland's missing Nurkic, whatever. We're missing Thomas Bryant. So, um, I mean, we can talk a little bit about the three out of the four games, but I really wanted to talk more about the uh, the Portland game before we really get on to anything else. But is there anything you wanted to quickly touch on from any of the three games um, before Portland or just kind of want to group anything together? I mean, just looking at it, man, they, you know, 4 0. And it's really all on the defensive end. I mean, in them four games, they have a 105 defensive rating, which would be number one in the league if they did it for the whole year. So that's where they got to win it at. That's where they got to win it at on a defensive end. And it's it's really weird. I don't know what about the Wizards makes them decide to want to play this number one defense in the middle of the season. But it's like, why can't we do this at the beginning of the year? Uh, we'd have so many more wins right now. And uh, but really, before we touch too much on the uh, on the Portland game, I just want to give a quick shout out to Russell. This guy has gotten this year for his performances and. Um, all that and all the negativity surrounding him and his game, you know, he's washed this and that. And and I'm not going to pretend like I'm not on here bashing him every episode, but I want to give him props today because as of late, he's been playing much better. And I mean, he, he was the reason why we beat Portland, but we can talk about the defense, you know, Beal getting 30, whatever. I mean, that's all normal, I, I guess. But th- the way Russ played in that game was, he was in a mode that we haven't seen really this entire season, at least with him being as efficient as he was shooting the ball. And he was patient. He was beating guys off the dribble. Again, he was making his yeah. jump shots. And, I mean, from start to finish, he was 100 miles per hour, but doing it efficiently. So I just wanted to give a shout-out to him. You know, he has been playing well lately. And um, he's starting to look more and more like, that $40 million investment that Tommy made when he traded for him. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, yeah, that, that to me was his best game. It was even better to me than the game, the 42 point game, I believe it was against the Nets because yeah. just the way he was able to control pace. And that's kind of mm-hmm. how I judge Russ. Like I don't, I don't judge Russ based on just his raw numbers. Cause I mean, if you do that, then you would just say he's a top 10 player by default. Because right. he averages a triple double, like me, I look at him by the, the his decision making, the pace he plays with, and that situational awareness, um, knowing what to do, when to do it. Because that to me is the most important attribute of a point guard is knowing. Okay, Matthews just hit two threes in a row. Let me come back down and hit him again. Uh, you know, Rui got a mismatch in the post. Let me hit him. You know, instead of just coming down aimlessly shooting a 17-footer contested, and you've been off for the whole month. You know, so, like, <laughs> yeah. it's, the, it's, that, it's that type of decision-making. And then when to do it, when to turn it on, when to turn it off, when to get guys involved, you know, when, what to do in fourth quarter, last five minutes. Like, that type of stuff is how I judge Russ, or, or frankly, any point guard. So, like, that game for me against the Blazers, that's what I've been wanting to see all year. Yeah. Um, I think with his shot selection – he was getting to a spot like he would get a guy on his back in the post. He would get to that little elbow area and then it's off the glass. Boom. Like it wasn't just him coming down randomly and then just pulling up. Uh, it was a, it was deliberate. It was like, I'm going to get to this spot and I know I can hit this shot because I do it all the time. You know, this is what, I, this is what I've been working on this week. I'm going to get to this spot and it's going off the glass. And then when you oversell me on shooting it off the glass, I'm a pump fake. You get you in the air and go to the free throw line. So like it was, it was a plan of attack, and it wasn't just like this aimless chicken with his head cut off running around, just being reckless. So that for me was his best game. I wouldn't say he was the reason they won. I would just say he was he was definitely a reason they won. But I, I, I and this is gonna pain me to say this. I think the MVP of the game was Robin Lopez. 
Like, uh, I think I saw a stat where saying like he held his opponents to zero for fourteen shooting. Yeah, like that's insane. <laughs> yeah, Robin Lopez holding anybody to zero for fourteen shooting is insane, but he did. Like. And it was just, yeah, he was a presence, man. He he was a presence. Like I, I felt like he set the whole tone defensively in the in the paint. Um and, and yeah, I think that's why they won. Um well, well, it was an easier matchup for him this game because Ennis Cantor isn't a guy who's going to stretch the floor. So it was easier for Robin Lopez to kind of play that bully ball that is really yeah, his bread yeah. and butter. Like and we saw early in the game when Wagner was in, I mean, Cantor was just eating him alive. Um, yeah. And that was just probably a matchup where um, – and I understand why they started Wagner. I mean, even the first play of the game, they um, Russell was able to drive and kick and find Wagner um, for that. I mean, I, I thought it was a corner three, but I guess they ruled it as a two because he had his foot on the line. But So yeah. I see what Wagner can do in that starting lineup. But um, clearly Lopez was the better matchup or, or Len to go against him than Wagner. And um, so, I mean, obviously Lopez was more effective, but I think that – the frustration with him is because he is not quick. Um, he is not <laughs> fast, and and that's putting it nicely. So when we start to play some games that have some stretch bigs or have some more athletic bigs that can move, um, we'll probably see Lopez struggle a little bit more. But it's kind of nice they have centers who can kind of do different things and bring different things to the table because without Bryant um, and, and poor guy, uh, but they have to kind of go back to what they had last year, which is kind of a – Three center rotation, figure it out, matchup base, you know, kind of thing. I mean, so. man, isn't that the league though? I mean, it's really only how many guys can we count on? On you can count them basically on one hand. How many centers that are like impactful, playing twenty five plus thirty minutes a night? You know, all star type caliber guys. Like outside of them six guys. You know, it really, I mean, that's what it is across the league. It's center by committee. Um, you know, nobody really, because it's a position that's not really, you know, it's kind of devalued. It's almost like an NFL running back. You know, it's just like, all right, if we don't have one of the elite guys, well, then we'll just kind of plug and play based on what you can do well and based on the matchup, you know, like, and they that's what they should have been doing from jump. As soon as, as soon as Bryant got hurt, that should have been what they were doing, but you know, I guess it takes I don't know twenty games to kind of figure out what you're doing when you scout Brooks. So, yeah, um, the, one of the things I was surprised, um, or I, was, I guess not necessarily surprised because they've done it before, just not as often. But they were able to weather the storm when Portland's role players kind of went off. Um, and I mean, even in that Denver game, Denver was up by 20 points in the first quarter and then they were able to come back. So th- they definitely have that mentality of, yeah, you can hit, but we're going to come back and hit you just as hard. And, and that kind of yeah. carries over from last year, too, because they're kind of the same way. Uh, y- you know, if, if they got a big lead, then they would give it up. Um, if they right. were down by a lot, then they'll catch back up eventually. So. It's good to see that kind of thing carry over. You would like to see more consistent basketball being played throughout the entire 48 minutes. But, I mean, they're winning, so I guess she can't complain too much. I mean, I mean, the game is about runs. <clears throat> you know, ultimately, yeah, sure. though, it's going to come down to, you know, who executes in the fourth quarter. Um, I mean, a lot of these games are decided by a couple of possessions. So, you know, because the talent – I would say this year the talent in the league is spread out probably some of the best I've seen in a in a decade plus as far as how the talent is dispersed. That's why I think the East is so jumbled up with a bunch of teams that are like a few games under 500 or around 500 because they're all kind of evenly matched. Like everybody's got kind of like two head dogs and then role players. Um, and so it's all on who's going to be healthy who's not going through COVID protocols and who's executing in the fourth to really decide, you know, one through 10 or, or rather I won't say one through 10, I would say four through 10 um, going into, going into a playoff or a play in. So yeah. And the Wizards could be right there. You know, they just got to get this rotation, keep this rotation going and play inspiring defense, man. And then execute in the fourth quarter. 
Yeah. Um, and then so tonight they play the Lakers, and Anthony Davis is still out, right? He's not playing. Yeah, he ain't playing. Who he else? Be is, that, is anyone else out for them, or are they relatively healthy other than him? I think they're good other than him. Yeah. Um, I guess we're still without Ish Smith, probably. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be a good help, tonight. Honestly. Sure. <laughs> yeah. No, I hate um, saying that. I hate yeah. saying that. I love Ish. Great locker room guy. But him getting hurt helps Scott Brooks. Uh, you know, no more three guard. You can't play three guard yeah. if you ain't got three guards. Right. <laughs> so. Um, but yeah, I mean, it should be a good game. I don't know who the Lakers have been starting. Um, I, I obviously have they been starting Shooter? Did they move him to the bench? Last time I checked, Shooter was starting. Um, I'm going to look the last game they played. What their lineup was. Uh, let me see here. So they lost. Man, they lost two, three of their last four. Interesting. Um. Oh, great. That bodes so well for us. So, the last game was, was against the Heat. <clears throat> they started... Okay, so no, I'll take that back. Shooter... Oh, a shooter didn't even play like that last game. So, shoot, I wonder if he out too. Uh, oh, we got to look at this real quick. My goodness. Um, let me see. Let me see. Against the Nets. Against the Nets, he didn't play either. So, shooter been out. So, shooter and AD been out. Um, I guess KCP starting... started. Yeah, so they've been starting KCP, Matthews, Kuzma, LeBron, and Gasol, which is a. That is one meh as starting lineup outside. <laughs> God yeah, damn. yeah, we should be able to to work that out pretty well. Um, and then I guess who's on their bench then? Markeith or is Markeith Morris right? Is still with the Lakers? Yes, but he doesn't play much. He only he barely gets damn two it. minutes. That would help us. Uh, obviously you got Harrell, you got Alice Caruso, who I'm not really good. Oh, I forgot about out. here. And then uh, Tyler Horton Tucker. He's all right. He's he's not gonna kill you though if you don't let him. He's kind of like he'll go off sometimes, but that's if like you let him. He's not a guy who's gonna. He's a solid player. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's like a team. Ugh. I mean, just looking at it now, this is my first time really looking at their team without AD on it, and it just don't look the same. like with no AD and or Schroeder. I mean, this team looks. It looks like LeBron in the in the in the, you know, in his old Cavs days, man. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say that. Um. Okay, I see now their lineup. Yeah, so Schroeder is out too. Damn. Um, and their bench is not good. So like, I mean, Harold's good, but other than that, I mean. And Ruiz, I think, is better than Kuzma. Um, I mean, our centers, I think, yes. can match up pretty well with Gasol. Um, KCP and Matthews aren't anything to be worried about. Matthews can go off, though. You got to watch his shooting. Same thing with KCP, I guess. Matthews more so than KCP. But they all guys. They all got. They all Lebron dependent, though. Like they right, guys right. that catch and shoot. They waiting on Lebron to get in, suck the defense in, and kick out. So right. whoever's got Lebron, I'm assuming it's going to be Rui. Keeping LeBron somewhat out of the paint and kind of mucking up them passing lanes for him yes, yes. is going to be so key. Because, <laughs> yeah, you know those guys if they if they not getting catch and shoot passes from LeBron, I don't know how useful they are to you on offense like at all. I would definitely also. I, I'm also, I'm gonna let Rui kind of deal with him on an island and see how he does, but I'm definitely gonna throw some double teams out there and let those other guys beat you because. Because other guys can shoot, but they're not like they're not snipers. They're not like Bertans or Joe Harris or or guys like that. So I'm kind of yeah. I would throw some double teams out there as well and just be like, all right, well, you guys beat us. Yeah, throw some doubles. LeBron is going to pass it and then run that run that guy off the three point line. Make him put it on the floor. Make him make have to make a decision. I wonder if, if they'll got, play some zone. I would even consider that. Yeah. I would go some zone, mix it up, give them different looks to either adjust to. Um, yeah, because, I mean, if you're making Alex Caruso have to make a decision 
putting on the floor. Same with Matthews and KCP. Like, them guys aren't. That's not what they want to do. They want to be able to just catch it and shoot it. That's all they want to be able to do. So, you know, you got you got to play to that. And I, and I kind of saw that with Portland. When we was playing Portland, I was just like, man, like Portland, I didn't realize it, but, man, they live and die by the three ball. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, they ain't want to do nothing else. Like, if it wasn't a catch and shoot three or Dame coming off a pick and pulling up from 30 feet, like, they had nothing. Like, even Dame, he was getting into the lane. He really wasn't finishing at the rim. Anytime Covington or one of the other guys would try to put it on the floor and get in the paint, it was it was just ugly. Like, it was just like they didn't know what the hell they was doing. Um, it's so hard think, when you don't have CJ. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure, for sure. Uh, I mean, but they haven't had CJ pretty much the last, what, 10, 12 games? And they've been playing well, you know? But I, I've yeah, I mean they kind of live and die by the three. I'm wondering if the Lakers are gonna try a similar approach where they just try to barrage us with threes, you know, with LeBron's driving kick game. Because I really don't know where they have a matchup advantage in the front court to kind of just bully us in the paint. If they, they play, what the if right they had guys. AD? Yeah. But, like, I could see Mark Gasol eating against Mo Wagner early, which is why, like, Scott Brooks can't be shy to pull him early to put Leonard Lopez in. Agreed. Um, Agreed, for sure. I think I think that's one I could see them winning that matchup initially, even though Gasol hasn't looked good this year. But he's still Gasol, so you got to respect his game. I, I, but then I think on the other side, Wagner can pull him out of the paint. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then you left with Kyle Kuzma? Like yeah, I, hey, I like that. That's food. That's food for. That's really food. Yeah. <laughs> that's food, man. I would go. I would go four out one in. I have Rui in the paint, just abusing Kuzma, and I had Wagner, Bogner camped out on the outside, pulling Gasol out the paint, man, and just do your thing. Russ and Bill attack the lane. Uh, Rui just abused Kuzma ass in the paint, man. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's not a it's not an unwinnable game tonight. Like they can go out there and definitely win this game. It's just I think it's going the bench has to play well, and they usually play well, but they got to play really well tonight. And they need some of their role players to hit some threes. If they can do that, and then isolate Rui a little bit more and let him eat against Kuzma or whoever they choose to guard him, I mean they can easily win this game. And that's without Brad and Russ going supernova. So. Yeah, because, I mean, again, they got to guard us, too. Like, I mean, who you putting right. on? Who you putting on Russ and Brad? Because, you know, they have I don't no think one. they got to. They have no one to do that. To do that job. And so we're we'll not going to put LeBron I, I, on them. Nah, nah, nah. They're not going to get him in foul trouble. I think I just look again, mm-hmm. like I said, looking at their roster without AD and Schroeder on it, it just looks it don't look that intimidating. No, it doesn't. Um, <laughs> so, I'm 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 anxious to see what it looks like tonight. Um, assuming guys play their roles and they play inspiring defense like they've been playing the last four games, um, and this should be interesting. I think it's going to come down to the fourth quarter and who executes best, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, um, definitely should be a good game. I'll I'll be getting out of work when the game starts, so probably watch it a little bit later i like if i'm not gonna watch it on time i like to give it a bit so i can kind of like fast forward through all the commercials and stuff so yeah yeah i'll probably watch it a little bit later but definitely a winnable game tonight so after this who do we play after la then do we have any more games Uh, left or are we done the clippers yeah you're on like a west road trip so i think it's the clippers yeah so you have the clippers tomorrow Oof. So it's the back-to-back. That's that's probably going to be hell. Do you think Russ sets tomorrow, or do you think Russ plays? He's probably... Honestly, if I if you were going to sit him on the back-to-back, I would just sit him tonight. Or you can look at it like, well, we're probably not going to win tomorrow anyway, so try to get the win yeah. tonight. Yeah, I, I have him play tonight, because I think tonight is a winnable game. Um, yeah. And then I would just sit him against the Clippers, because I don't see them winning that anyway. Um, nah. At least though, at least though, it's it's a back to back, but it's not a typical back to back because they don't have to go nowhere. 
You know, do they saying? play like, tonight too? Do the Clippers play tonight? Uh, let's see. The Clippers do not play tonight. They play. They played last night, um, Sunday. Oh yeah. But yeah, they don't play tonight. So the Clippers will be fresh, but you know Paul George on a minutes restriction too. Is he for what? He got hurt. He's been out a few games. He's been out for like two weeks. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, they were talking about it this morning because, you know, when they played the Nets last night, Paul George was cooking them and then uh, Ty Lue pulled them in like the last couple minutes of the fourth quarter uh, and they ended up losing the game. Damn. Tough scene. Yeah. It'll be another good opportunity for uh, Rui, though, when they go up against Kawhi. Um, another opportunity to kind of see where he kind of stands defensively in terms of guarding some of the elite wings. Because I think that's going to be the deciding factor. Um, and if the Wizards decide to trade for another another star player, what, what I think is going to determine if Rui stays or not is his defensive ability. If he can show that he's Correct. a defensive stopper and can stop elite wings on a consistent basis, I don't think that they would consider moving him. But if his defensive game doesn't really progress and he's still a guy that can get you 20 points a night, it's like, well, we don't need Rui to get 20 points a night. We need Rui to play defense. Um, and we need Rui to be able to score situationally, not necessarily have the ball every possession, at least if you're going to have Russ and, and be on the team. I mean, that's just the reality of the you, situation. You need him to do exactly what he did against Portland, but every yeah. night. Get you yeah. about 16, 16 to 20 points seven to ten rebounds, and be able to guard one through five. That's what you need him to do. He did it against Portland. Uh, we'll see what he does tonight. But that that's basically what you need to do because athletically, he's your most, ver- like, strength, athleticism-wise, he's your most versatile guy. And so yes. he has to be that guy. He has to be the guy that can switch from LeBron to KCP, then back to Kuzma, and, and play sound basketball without fouling. Like, he has to be that guy, so. And yeah. still get you, you know, 18 points on the other end. Yeah. Um, but let's look more big picture here. If the Wizards keep winning, um, I mean, you can look at it two ways. You can say, okay, well, we're winning now, and we like this roster, so we're not going to mess it up. We're going to keep rolling with it. Or you can look at it as, okay, we're winning, but we still aren't really there with some of the top teams in the East, so we need to make a move. Um, I don't know that they make a huge splash this season, but I would be interested in watching Carl Anthony Towns if he requests a trade, because now, I mean, and we haven't even mentioned this yet, and this is kind of the bigger news of, of late. I mean, that they mm-hmm. fired Ryan Saunders last night. That's so weird. Oh, and That's by the crazy. way, Ryan Saunders should be a head coach candidate for um for the Wizards when they look at their head coach search. I'm not saying I'd make him a top three candidate. I'm just saying that they should consider it. Yeah. Um. Anyway, but if if things are keep getting more unstable, um, I mean, you could definitely see definitely see Cat asking out, and if he asks out, the Wizards need to be on the line just to. At least see what it's going. Wizards to take need to be the first end. team calling yeah. if Cat yeah. call saying he won out. They need yeah. to be the first team calling, man. Yeah. Um, I, I just, yeah, they need to be the first team calling. Although I, I, I can think of a couple of other teams that could put together a compelling package. Who one team in particular who happens to have his best friend on it? Um, you know, like if the Suns called up and was like, you know. We'll give you eight and you yeah. know, I think I think that's better than what we could offer. So but but yeah, <laughs> I, they they would need to be calling. Like you gotta call on that, man. And I yeah. would give up anybody not named uh Bill. <laughs> yeah, and and that's so that's the thing. Like if they're to trade towns this year and the wizards were to call and say, well, yeah, we'll give you like Bryant. Um, you know the 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 trade exception that they have, or or the um the disabled player, or whatever that they can use as a trade exception. Uh, Denny and Rui. I think I would take that over Aiton and anything else that the Suns could offer. So, um, 
Again, you lose you lose depth though when yes, you when do. you do that. So yes, you do. But then again, if you trade for Cat, we could be a very popular destination for for buyouts. Correct. Yeah. Veteran free agents that want to go somewhere and compete. Uh, I wanted Roberson so bad. It's it's a shame that Brooklyn picked him up. I mean, I guess it's different because they they don't have a rust player like all their stars can shoot. shoot. I guess yeah, it's, but... a, it's a different team makeup. Yeah, if we if we had like uh, I don't know Trey Young at point guard, then maybe you make that call. But not with Russ. I just think you gotta you gotta structure your team a certain way with him. Um, but I mean, I wouldn't mind. Uh, Rondé Hollis Jefferson. No, like it's just a scrappy wrong, yeah. defender wing that can just get out there and just annoy people. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, as far as as far as their prospects at the trade deadline, I don't really see no moves being made. I I, I just don't see the obvious move that's out there. Like, so they'll probably stand pat. And just try to build some continuity with the group they have now. Um, but if they win a if they win some games and they find themselves out of the lottery, I really think this is the offseason where they look to move that pick. Yeah. Cause you, you yeah. can't keep drafting 19-year-olds and say you wanna be a better competitive team. Right. Like that just don't <laughs> It just don't add up. Like, <laughs> you know, you got to at some point say, okay, we're pushing our chips in. We're going for it. Yeah. Um, let me ask you, would you rather trade for Cat and include Rui in a deal or would you rather trade for Vucevic and keep Rui? Ooh, that's tough. Ooh. The numbers say you keep Rui and you take Vucevic. But I just feel like Cat is just so much more talented than Vucevic. He is. Um, and I, but I just feel like he, he isn't being maximized there in, in, in Minnesota. Like, you know, and it, then the other thing about Cat, man, like what is his health like mentally and physically? You know, you just lost your mom. He got COVID and had some 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 complications with it. And he hasn't played, I don't think he's played even 70 games over the last couple of years. So like if you're gonna trade all of those assets for him, you need to know that he's good physically. Um, whereas Vucevic, I feel like he never misses games. Like he just yeah. he almost like Gratot, but he's obviously much better like but he just never misses games and I think his style of play you know he a below the rim center he shoots a lot of threes he don't really he not really a banger banger so like he don't get hurt yeah um so I don't know man that's that's kind of tough honestly I really don't have an answer for you honestly I might I think I might lean keep Rui and go Vucevic okay I think that if you could get another defensive piece, like if you do a three-team deal with Houston and you're able to send them some of your young players, or like Houston's without a backup point, so maybe if you trade them like Ish Smith and Troy Brown for P.J. Tucker, and then you can start P.J. Tucker at the four, and then on the other side of that, then you trade all those pieces for Cat. It's intriguing. Oh. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Because that looks, I, that looks, yeah, I like how that looks. But then who's your three? This a vet you can get? Uh, I I mean, you either have to go back to Bonga or, or keep Matthews in there or look at the buyout market. Yeah. But then Matthews is not even really under contract. He on a two-way deal. So don't they, he run out of games he can play at some point? <laughs> I, I I think that it's a foregone conclusion they're going to convert him at some point. I mean, they kind of have to. But can they, though, while staying under the cap? Is what I'm asking. Like, are they even able to? I don't know how that I feel works like it converts from two-way to roster. I'm not sure. As I felt like he should have been on a regular deal this year. Like, that just didn't make sense to keep him two-way, but I don't know. 
Well, it's going to look mad stupid if they so if they just don't play him anymore or don't um, get convert him. I mean, that's just going to look kind of stupid. So um, they're, they're going to do it. If they have to go over the tax, then, well, I mean, you know what? You got to do what you got to do. But I'm, I'm sure they'll, they'll find a few deals somewhere to be made. So, Yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. But, I mean, yeah, because if you can trade for Cat and then you just – you also try to get P.J. Tucker and then you can decide – or you can sign, like, a, a vet. Like, even if it's – even if it's uh, Rondé Hollis-Jefferson as your starting three, like, uh, I know he can't shoot that great, but I'm I'm still fine with that, I think, because you have Cat and Beal. Or yeah. maybe you just keep starting Matthews and use RHJ coming off the bench with the Bretons kind of thing. So, But I, I think that the more likely deal that they make at least this season is actually I think they sell. Um, and I don't mean sell as in Beal and like important role players. I mean guys that are not playing like Troy Brown and Ish Smith. Like it would not surprise me if they move either one of those guys for like another player in a second round pick or something like that. Yeah, I mean, if you ain't going to use Troy Brown, why not trade him, man? Like, I, I just... That's why I think not P.J. Play. Tucker is the perfect deal. Yeah, that's that one's always made sense for me. Like, uh, But then, like, are you going to pay P.J. Tucker to keep him? Because he's on an expiring contract. Right. I don't know if they'd even have... But it's like, does it even matter? Because you... Ish is an expiring contract, and then you're not playing Troy Brown any damn well, way, so... You know, yeah, you, you're kind of trading. You're kind of trading two guys that you don't use at all for a guy that you're definitely going to use, especially if you get into a playoff situation. Right. So, so that'd be interesting. That'd be interesting because I could definitely see him fitting on this roster, playing the three, the four, or the five in certain situations, depending on the matchup. My only thing is if, if they were going to make a deal for P.J. Tucker, wouldn't they have done that in, in the wall deal? Like, am I missing something there? You said you, you feel like they should have – if they were going to do that deal, it would have been done already? Well, not necessarily, but I feel like like if they were that interested in him, I mean, I mean, don't you think he, he would have been a part of it? And I know things change, but – I wonder if that's ever happened where like a team makes a trade with a team and then later in the year they make another trade with that same team. It's just like you already. Yeah, I I see what you're saying. It's rare that that happens. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, that's rare. Like if you was going to do, if you wanted PJ, why not make it a part of the the wall? Yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, I mean, there's a chance they could buy out P.J. Tucker, but then it's like, well, that's dumb on the Rockets' part because they could get something for him if they trade him. So maybe the Rockets at the time were unwilling to move him because they wanted to kind of see where uh, the roster stood and all that. But, I mean, now that they're clearly not going to be – I mean, I I don't think there's – they're going to be a playoff team. Uh, So maybe they start selling. It's it's tough in the West, like – once you get down a few games in the West, it's hard to climb out of that because it's just little – it's just not as much room for error in the West as it is in the East. Yeah. Um, I mean, you see a shoot Denver is like a seventh seed right now. Like, they struggling to stay in it, and, you know, that's with them being healthy. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, you're not going to – it's going to be hard to climb, climb that West ladder with Christian Wood, Depot, uh, Gordon, all hurt. You know, and they had P.J. out. So you got four starters that aren't playing. So, yeah. you know, and then you're talking about moving Boogie or, or releasing Boogie. I, I mean, I'm just like, who left on the roster? <laughs> yeah, that was very confusing to me, like just from a depth standpoint, because remember during the um, – it was I think it was the pod right after they made the trade, and it's like, yeah, we like the Rockets' depth, but – in the front court is where they're lacking. And now you're talking yeah. about releasing already your, your backup or starting to center, starting center, depending on how you view Christian Wood. So it's like, and know. I don't even think Wood is a starting five. I think he's a starting four. I agree. And, and then you need to put like a legitimate five next to him, 
you know, that ends up coming off an Achilles and ACL, and then Boogie would be your backup center. But, yeah, like, for them to say, you got Christian Wood that's hurt now, and then you talking about cut, cutting Boogie, like, it just don't make, it don't make sense to me, like, what what they're doing with their roster. I know you're not going to try to play Tate at the five for the rest of the year. He's or at the four. four. Yeah, like he's kind of like PJ Tucker. Like he's a younger version of PJ Tucker. Yeah. Uh, and it's yeah. just funny how they find these guys all the time. But uh so yeah, I I don't know. I don't I don't really understand it. Um but yeah, they they gotta get healthy. Like they don't have a lot of margin of error. And I could see a situation where they trade Ola Depot. You know, that that keeps coming up. And it's like I mean, I thought I think he and Wall kind of mesh together nicely. Um, yeah, they're I know both two that, guys. Yeah, uh, so I'm. I don't know. I I don't know if they'll move him for sure. Obviously, but I mean, we've seen the stuff that Miami is interested in acquiring him, and I think that's because they've officially moved on from Beal because they realize, I mean, the Wizards are just not going to give up Beal. Um, I think no. he's gonna. I think honestly, at this point, he's just gonna retire a Wizard. And that's and great. They know the, the Giannis, the Giannis situation. That's not happening either. So uh, they Giannis, on they on Plan D E at this point. <laughs> yeah. So. I mean, so. Miami, it really sucks for them to be honest. And it's not to poke fun at Miami Heat fans, but like they give us so much crap all the time. And like, oh, you guys suck. Give us Beal. It's like, yeah. Well, you guys are pretty much the same, the same 2K. now. And this you know, is not two K, man. Yeah. And it's like nobody gives them respect for their bubble run. Nobody. Yeah. Nobody cares. Like it's kind of like, ah, yeah, somebody had to get there. And it was kind of fluky. You're never gonna get back with that roster. So yeah, enjoy the projects. Um but how, much just... did they, how much did they pay Iguodala again? Because didn't they pay him like 15 a year or something like that? Yeah, yeah. That's like crazy. he literally That's sat crazy. out. He sat out with the Grizzlies, which was was just weak as hell. Literally, healthy body decided just not to play, and then he got traded to the, to the Heat, and he still sucks. And they paying him fifteen million a year. But, That's crazy. You know, I just you know, hey man, yeah, they they, they got to rock with that. Bam out of buy you better get a three ball or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and Tyler Hero, I mean, they claim he the next uh, he Devin Booker, but I don't really see it, so. Um, we'll have a more of an episode on the trade deadline because I think there's a lot of different and, and like a lot of developments haven't even came up yet. Like the, the closer, obviously we get to the deadline, the more rumblings we're going to hear about role players and, and veterans and maybe even star players. So, um, we'll have a better idea of what the market's going to look like towards the trade deadline. But since we're kind of on the topic here, are there any deals around the league that, I mean, you may like for them. Is there anything you would at least want them to look into? Are you trading anyone that's seriously a part of the rotation right now? I mean, I know I don't mean to put you on the spot like this, but just I mean, while we're on the subject, I guess. I don't really, I don't really see any deals for them. Um, I mean, the PJ Tucker one kind of makes sense, but you know what you said also makes sense. Like they don't have. They don't have uh, – if you were going to do that, why didn't you do it when you made the wall rust trade? Maybe they swing back to that. Um, I know the Rockets want to get younger, so I could see a Troy Brown kind of being intriguing for them because they also took a flyer on Kevin Porter Jr. Um, so I, I could see them maybe doing something like that. Uh, but outside of that, I, I, saw, I saw a funny trade today, uh, and I tweeted about it earlier. Miles Turner came up again and uh in a CBS article and they were saying uh Miles Turner for uh Thomas Bryant, Rui Hachimura, Is Smith, two first round picks, including the 2021 pick, and a second. Are they high? And I'm just like, I'm like, what man, they gotta put it, they gotta put it down. Whatever they smoke it, they gotta put <laughs> they gotta yeah. put it down. That's embarrassing. <laughs> I mean, nah, ain't no way in the world I'm doing that. Um, and and I know Tommy kicked the tires on that at one point, but I don't know, I don't know that they do that now. 
I, I the the thing with me and a Bryant and Turner deal is I'm kind of treating it like the Wall Westbrook deal. Like they're kind of on the they're kind of in the same level of they're, they're the it, same tier player in my opinion. They just do like sort impact of wise. Things. They pretty much the same, but yeah, they kind of do it in a different way. Except one right. is making more than ten million a year more than the other one, right? So it's like, is it really worth doing that? Right. And and that's why, like, I would rather just keep Thomas Bryant at that point because Bryant defensively wasn't even that terrible this year when he played. No. Now he now no. he's not he can't jump out of the gym like Miles Turner can, and he's not gonna give you six blocks a game like Miles Turner can, but I mean he'll Bryant can hold his own. And Bryant's better, he's a way better offensive player than Miles Turner is. So yeah. I probably don't make that deal. And again, it's the money too. If they wanted to say, like, if the money was comparable and they wanted to do like Thomas Bryant and, and Troy Brown or another role player um, for Miles Turner, that's fine with me. But when you start throwing first round picks and um, important role players that cost a lot of money in order to get him back, uh, you lose me. So. Agreed. 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 Um I just don't really see nobody else that's out there. I mean, some people, some people was mentioning Mo Bamba. I mean, because he's just not Why? being used. I mean, he's not be- his 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 numbers look good <laughs> per thirty six, but I just I just don't know, man. Like, but I, a- what would they ask? Because he's a former top five pick. I mean, what are they gonna want for him? Uh, a former top fifteen pick. <laughs> like- I mean. But Troy, even then, like, I think I would rather have Troy Brown. Even though yeah. they're not going to use him, but we already have three centers right now. So, yeah, like you have three centers, but it's like, but is Alex Lynn really in like your future? You know, like, or is Mo Bamba a guy you can bring in, kind of get him acclimated, and then he's a guy you could see still on his roster two, three years from now? I mean, as maybe they a run protector. Maybe they bring I like, Lopez I'm, back. I like Mo Bamba's game coming out. Like I felt like he was warranted to be a top ten pick. Uh, I I didn't see him as a franchise guy. I always saw him kind of like a Nerlens Noel type. Uh, but I mean, the Wizards could use that skill set in a younger body, you know, with some with some bounce to him. But he's just so daggone skinny. Like <laughs> he's gonna be but- he's gonna be a help defender. He's not gonna be a guy you put on. Uh, you know, Embiid and think he's going to stop Embiid. Like, no. Right. So this kind of goes back to what we were just talking about because would you rather make a deal for Mo Bamba now or it's like wait until the offseason and maybe try and go get one of the big fish that, at, the, at the five position? And I think I would rather just do that. Now, of course, I'd rather have yeah. the big fish now. But the reality of the situation is if you keep winning again, it's you have – a decision to make it it's either you don't really touch the roster maybe you make a, a minor tweak um or you can say okay well you know what we're competing we're winning and so let's go and try and get one of the big fish and we know that we're going to lose a lot of depth but we think that it's worth it so it, it comes down to that as well and i'm not entirely sure um how tommy looks at that how how ted looks at that and maybe that has implications on who they bring in for next GM. You know, maybe they have already decided that Tommy isn't going to be back. Um, and if they make a move, maybe Ted knows that it will impact whoever maybe would want to come and take the job. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I think I, I, I think still you like hold that. on to your assets, though. I think you hold on and you kind of wait to see what plays out this summer. Yeah, um, I think so too. You know, how you finish the year, if you end up take drafting lottery where your pick ends up, and then you can make moves with a full deck of of assets and you can say, okay, we could put these assets on the block and try to acquire this player and all that player. But I would hate to see them try to I would hate to see them kind of cash in some of their assets for a temporary band-aid. And then they go into the summer with less assets to make that big push. You see what I'm saying? Well, and, and here's the thing, too. And the reality of the situation is, yeah, they've won four straight, but they have not turned a corner. Um, you cannot safely say that the Wizards have turned a corner. So let's say that 
they play 500 ball up until the trade deadline. And let's say that Carl Anthony Towns wants out, the Wizards somehow make a trade. They can very easily go back to, to being a crap team. So right. if, it, if it keeps up with the bad coaching and the Wizards don't win after you make a big splash like that, obviously your three best players, your four best players at that point um, are, are not good defenders at all. I mean, they're okay, but they're not good. I mean, but I'm talking about Cat, Beal, Russ, and Bertans. Um, and then yeah. you go into the off season, and then you're even considered more of a joke than you are now. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. I mean, if you go, if you go get Cat though, like you don't need no more offense, man. You just no. you, you're kind of like Brooklyn at that point. You just just give me a bunch of rebounders and defenders. Shit, I'm calling Tony like, Allen to come out of retirement straight up. Like all rebounders and and defenders, please apply. Like, yep, that's yeah. it. Like, cause I don't need, I don't need another guy trying to come in here and take 15 shots. No, you don't need no. it. You just don't. Between <laughs> between those four, you don't need anyone else to take shots because you'll have, um, you'll have Russ and Beal, Cat in the starting lineup taking all their shots, and then you'll have Bertans, Garrison, Matthews, and, um, you know. It, Name your other no, player here off the bench. So yeah. it's like ain't no more shots left. Let me let me nope. get defense. <laughs> Diving yep. for loose balls and defense. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. But if Cat does request a trade this year, I mean I would you be in a situation, okay, so you would call them and you'll say, Everyone else but Beal, let's get this done right now. You're doing that. And again, that includes Rui, oh, that yeah. includes Denny, Thomas Bryant. Man, look. Anybody but Bill, what you want? And we'll start there. <laughs> like, yeah, for yeah. Cat, yes, yes. Like I said, I feel like I feel like he's better than Bam. I just think is. Bam is, yes, in a, yes, is in a yes. proper culture. Like, if we're talking, if Cat got drafted by the Miami Heat, Pat Riley, and Eric Spoelstra, I think he would put, be putting up like jokic numbers because he can pass too. He just don't. Yeah. Again, he's in Minnesota. Like, to me, Minnesota, like, the Timberwolves and the Jets are probably the two worst-run sports organizations in the world. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> in, pro, in major pro sports. So, like, and they scapegoat their head coaches, which is a joke. Yeah, every year they, they switching out coaches and quarterbacks. Like, that's just what they do. <laughs> so, it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's a merry-go-round there. So, I just don't. I can't look at Cat and be like, oh, he's not winning there, so he's a losing player. Like, nobody is winning with the Timberwolves. Nobody. Yeah. Nobody. So, you know, I, I just go get that dude if he's available. Because I think he's right up there with Embiid, Jokic, AD, Bam, whoever else you want to throw up there as far as the top bigs in the league. I think he's right up there with them, provided he's under proper structure with a team that's built around him. And, yeah, man, that that'll be kill, man. And you know, Russ, if Russ is here, Russ gonna bring that that dog out of him. Um, yeah. And I think both of them, like him and Beal, would be good for his mental too, one hundred percent. Yes, I mean, I don't, around the NBA, I know there's a lot of good guys, but it would be really hard to name a better two duo to like just have kind of by your side than those two. Yeah, professional guys that show up to work every day with their lunch pail. Um, and they work on their game. Like you can't, you know. I I, I like D'Lo, but no, <laughs> yeah, no. Um, and I just That'd feel like nice just from three. a yeah, and I, and I just I've always felt like from a from a just a roster construction standpoint, when you have elite guard play, you need an elite big. Like <clears throat> you, your Kobe needs his Shaq or his Paul Gasol. You know, your Shaq needs his Penny Hardaway or Kobe or Wade. Like, you just – that dynamic has to be there. <clears throat> and I think that's what the Wizards missing. If your intent is to build this team truthfully around Bradley Beal, like, it's, yes. it's not going to be the Russell Westbrook move that does it. It's, to me, what you do in that front court. Like, what right. develops in that front court. Right. Um. Well, yeah, definitely some exciting stuff to uh, look forward to. Hopefully some of the big centers um, 
request trades. Now, I'm not sure. I, I probably don't make a trade for Drummond. I think it's probably either Cat or Vooch. And this is just based off the... the it's God, based no. off Russ and Brad's play style. So, um, God, again, no. I, yeah, I'm not <laughs> going for Drummond. And if they did that, man, I'm out. <laughs> I'll be so out. Like, that was just, oh, man. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I would really be looking. I'd really be looking at Tommy real dirty, man. <laughs> like, yeah. If he did that. Because um, it's like, you can go and get him this summer if you really want him. Yeah, you don't trade assets for that, man. You, you don't trade assets for a guy that they talking about buying out and benching. Yeah. Um, and that basically every GM and scout in the league basically says he's not a winning player. Like, you don't trade assets for that. Yeah, I guess the only reason I was bringing up Drummond is because Quentin always drops, like, these things on Drummond, like, randomly on Twitter. And he is pretty close with people that know what's going on there. So Mm -hmm. that kind of worries me a little bit. But again, well, I, know, I would I know rather Drummond and uh, I know Drummond and Bill are like personal friends, but it's like ugh. with Russ, it just wouldn't make sense to me. No, it wouldn't. With Wall, it would have made sense. With yeah. Russ, it don't make sense. No. Um, but I, I think he could be useful. Like, like if they could get him, like say he got bought out, and they can get him using that de- disabled player exception on a, like a vet minimum. Because he already got paid for this year. Right. Any other deal he took this year would just be to get on a team, you know, and just be productive. Like, nobody's going to go give him $20 million a year again if he got bought out. So, yeah, if they could get him, like, on a buyout for, like, four or five mil, yeah, I would do that. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, come on down. <laughs> yeah. Um, anything else you want to touch on here before we get out of here? Uh, I'm looking forward to see how they play LeBron tonight, man. Uh, I'm hoping Rui can kind of build off of his recent stretches of 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 uh, defensive, uh, good defensive showings, and I, I'm I'm anxious to see how he plays against LeBron tonight. I'm hoping that we can go out there and get a win. Um, I really am. I mean, it, it's, and it's a winnable game. It's not like the Lakers are this stacked team from top to bottom. You know, they're banged up. Uh, you you got to take advantage tonight. And Scott Brooks and his staff need to put together a solid game plan for these guys to go out there and execute because, you know, winnable game. You got to take them. You're, you're behind. They already dug themselves a hole. But, and they're kind of crawling out bit by bit, but they need to take another step tonight and go out there and win a game against a winnable or an opponent that, you probably should be, to be honest with you. So, yeah. All right. Well, I guess I'll go ahead and um, wrap it up for us today. Thank you guys for listening. Um, we'll try to be back soon. Um, I don't know if I want to wait until closer to the trade deadline to come back and make another episode. But if they keep winning, I mean, I, I love talking about winning basketball. So, um, we'll kind of play it by ear, but. Uh, Thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Wizards of Gallery Place podcast, and we will see you next time. All right, man. Yep.